Facebook is one of the biggest and most effective marketing platform on the planet. It's huge. Almost everyone you know is on Facebook and quite a number of brands and businesses are spending millions of dollars to advertise on it, including small startups, mom and pop shops, local restaurants, and even churches. You can spend as little as you want and target specific audience you want at the micro level. But the problem is this. Most people have no clue how to run adverts on Facebook. They either double, waste a lot of money, or hire someone else to do it for them. So my team put together a short course to help you. It's called Facebook Ads Mastery Program. It's a comprehensive ebook and a video course on how you can launch and manage profitable Facebook ads campaign for your business. And we made it super affordable too. For less than $10, you can have access to this course. Go to www.backchannel.africa forward slash Facebook mastery. If that URL is too long, you can just go to the show notes of this podcast and click on the link and get access to the course. The next African story will be written by Africans. Meet the people using technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship to craft this new narrative. This is Building the Future Podcast with your host, Doton, coming up today on Building the Future. When you want to test the depth of a pool, don't jump into the deepest end. Because innovation in itself can be destructive. And scary too. Building a startup inside a corporate is... It's as hard as a cow passing through the eye of a needle. I truly believe it without any atom of doubt in my mind that we would have failed if we didn't have the executive management buy-in. Regulation doesn't drive innovation. It's the other way around. Building the Future Podcast Season 3 is brought to you in partnership with Flutterwave. Flutterwave's business is about connecting global businesses to Africa and building new businesses out of Africa through payment and technology. All opinions expressed by me and the podcast guests are solely ours and does not reflect the opinion of Flutterwave. To get started, go to flutterwave.com. My guest today is Namdi Azodo. He's a product owner at Alat by Women Bank. Alat is the digital bank that was created by Women Bank. Interesting to have a bank, an existing bank that's more than 50 or 60 years old. 73 actually. It's 73 years old, building a digital bank that is going after a demographic that is quite younger than most people that normally use the bank. Namdi is going to tell us about the story and and how it started, what they're doing, the vision and the market that Halat is going after. So, Namdi, welcome to Building the Future podcast. Thank you very much, Dotto and the team for having me. Um, it's a pleasure and good afternoon, Lagos. Good afternoon, Nigeria. <laughs> Great. Uh, there's kind of a number of people as well that listen to this beyond Lagos. But yeah. It's good to shout out to Lagos because we have so many people. After uh, most of our audience uh, listen from Lagos, but yes. Yeah. Okay, so. First of all, I know that you started Buena Bank uh, immediately after university. Yeah. You did uh, NYSE, which uh, is the national service in Nigeria with the bank. And you stayed there ever since. Now you're one of the pioneer or founding team member of a new bank within Buena Bank itself. So tell me about your journey from NYSE to, to this place. It's been quite interesting, you know. I was posted to Buena Bank. And it was, it was a chance event, but it was a good chance event. It was so good that um, after my service here, I stayed back and I haven't left f- since then. Started off, um, you know, the normal NYC one full year. From that, stayed back, started doing loan analysis for the bank in the retail banking department. Did that for a couple of years and became a um, product manager f- responsible for some loans, personal loans and then um, school fees loans and a couple of other loans. That was where it all started before being drafted into the Pioneer team to to try to launch this, um, what is essentially Africa's first mobile-only uh, um, bank. It's mobile-only? Mobile-only bank. We don't have any alert branches per se. So it's just Android, iOS, and then the web, and that's our branch. But it's building on the existing infrastructure of this national bank. Web. Yes, that's correct. So I know when a bank when I was growing up is um, the likes of Union Bank, First Bank, UBA, 
Wema Bank and but Wema Bank was like a regional bank and when the new baby on the block banks that are coming up that are known to be technologic driven banks like GTB Zenith Bank Shoney Bank, which is now defunct, and a couple of banks like Access Bank that you know, came up later, that bank that became Access Bank. Mm. Um, nobody, when I started coming to the, nobody's talking about Web Bank as, as a potential digital or technology, any, any web, <laughs> any shape <laughs> or form of being a sexy bank. Nobody looks at Web Bank. How, well, you how, how did it, first of all, I was it like working in Women Bank as a young person because my, my idea of people that that work in Women Bank and people that use Women Bank mm-hmm. like my my dad's generation. Okay. Perception is sometimes different from reality, yeah? And a whole lot of young people uh, our workforce is principally very young at the, at the, as we speak now. Not a lot, I mean the entire Women Bank. And it's a good thing. Some changes happened and that brought in some new set of management. And then some they had different direction and it's been good then. Originally in Nigeria, there was nothing like um, national or regional or international bank. But at some point, CBN came up with a policy to say your banking license had to be categorized into three, national, regional, or international. So Wema Bank was a national bank covering all the 36 states and the FCT. A lot of things happened in the banking industry that led to the demise of some other banks but when my bank opted to go regional and after a few years fixed the challenges that cbn pointed out and got a national license so as we speak when my bank has been in national license um, national bank since um 2015 yeah i think that's so they have branches all, all over the, the all 36 over the states and the fct and what is the demographics like of the people that use the bank it used to be a older generation kind of um customer base used to be and I would stress that because some of us opened our accounts even before starting to work in Wema Bank. So the perception over the years, and I don't want to completely attribute it to the new management, but I want to say they've done a good job by trying to shape the image of the bank and the customer base. And the age has drastically um, reduced. And um, with the introduction of our lads, it's becoming quite a younger generation. Most of our customers today are below 25 years old on our lads, and it's a good one. So let's talk about how this alert was ideated within the bank uh, itself. And the management could have gone different direction. I wanted to I wanted to talk through how that happened. What was the original question they were trying to answer? What was driving those questions? And how did they arrive at uh, incubating a lot? Uh, as, as a bank within a bank? A lot started out as a question the executive management team were trying to answer. How do we compete better? How do we do better than what we're currently doing? So there were a couple of options on the table. You could, you could just go be, buy another bank. Acquisition was an option. It had its own pros and cons. There was an option to say, okay, do we build physical branches everywhere? and improve um, our number of branches in, across the Federation. That was an option. Another option was maybe we should compete on another front. And technology was the one that looked most appealing. I think um, decided instead of acquisition or building branches across the nation, which they are still building anyway, instead of aggressively re- replicating branches across the nation, bear in mind that the younger generations would rather go to a dentist than visit a physical branch. Because so, it's very, very painful to go through a physical bank and a Nigerian bank. Very, very, very painful. So the option to compete on technology was our best option. So the management decided to go through um, via that route and it was good. So before I go on to what then happened after they came to that conclusion and what, what they had decided to do, we, I want us to dwell a bit on that um, existential question about growth because that's what they're trying to ask there. You can grow by acquiring, just enlarging yourself. You could grow by optimizing your profits and so that that's another your, option. Your, your revenue goes up and it's okay, we might not have a lot of branches, but we optimize profits, we optimize more, more user base and you can also grow by innovation, right? Yeah. And, and you took that option. And that in itself creates these challenges. You know, Very opportunities and challenges because it means that you might have to basically look within your soul and tear some things out and, and change a few things and, or, and, and just basically come... Because innovation in itself can be disruptive. 
uh, especially for a bank. Uh, and scary too. And scary because banks, uh, especially if it's not in your DNA, for a 73-year-old bank, it's like teaching the, the whole dog how to, the new, new trick, basically. Yeah, but the other side of it is um, if you have been alive for 73 years old, you should have learned some things, which could mean how not to do some things. So it was good that he came from a 73-year-old bank. Why? Because we've told this part before. We know we've had some learnings in there. And so we can decide to say, these are what we learned doing this for 73 years. Let's do this other one. It was good and he had his own challenges. Like you said, um, innovation can be very disruptive and very scary. It's like um, preaching to Kodak that uh, digital cameras are coming to take their business when they had over 80% of the market share for um, paper, f- um, film and photography. So let's talk about the option that you not went for with, with that uh, digital bank. There's some arguments that, that could be against or for it as well. So innovation could be, okay, we're going to do branches. We're going to do branches in a different way. We're going we're gonna to open branches where people are normally normally opening branches. We're going to go after the unbanked, for example. So over 60% of Nigerians don't have bank accounts. So, and there are, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 major banks and fighting for the rest 40% um, that are banks. Although I think that most banks in Nigeria are not making money from those 40%, they're making money from something else. Okay, so, but that's a debate for another day. That's a different conversation. So we can grow by going after the more than 50% that are on bank, that we're going to do bank in a different way. We're going to go after them. We're going to uh, we're going to look at that economy and then change things. But you decided to still go after, because I guess most people that are using a lot are also people that have existing bank accounts. You're still going after the 40%. So I want to know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, why, why go after the digital when less than 20 or 30% of Nigerians are actually, actually have smartphone. Actually, less than that have smartphone. Yeah. And for your bank, they need to have that smartphone. So I go after that small segment of the market. It might be small in some way, but when you want to test the depth of a pool, don't jump into the deepest end. So it was safer to start with those who already know banking. And because you're building an app-only bank, you can't go to the market woman who doesn't have a smartphone. She wouldn't be able to use it. So unless you cross the, the, the hurdle of educating her and probably providing her with a smartphone. So since we decided to start with an app-only bank, and I say start with an, the upside of the business first. It because you decided to go digital. You yeah. make you made a choice to go digital. digital. Exactly. Rather than, so you want to innovate in the digital space. Exactly. And because you can do, you can still be innovate, innovative without the digital sure, aspect. Sure, sure. We want to innovate. Okay, so, and that stand means that you have to go after the people. After that the people have. that already have, not just a smartphone, but a bank account, or at least BVN. So it w- these guys already know what banking is about and you're not going to teach them a whole lot. So it made more sense to start from there. You could have innovated by saying, why build um, mo- um, mobile apps? Why can't we just take um, banking to the palace of the Obas and, and, and set up branches there as a way of financial inclusion? So it w- there were different options. We just decided, oh, you know what? Let's go this path. Uh, and I can understand why you do that. Actually, in my head now, there are examples of that in, in, the, in the Nigerian contemporary culture of people growing that way. And, and it's funny, I, I come up with these examples mm-hmm. a lot. And it's the church. Church, the church institution in Nigeria is one of the most established institutions in Nigeria. And and the fastest growing churches are not growing in the rural, no. unevangelized areas. areas. No. The fastest growing churches in Nigeria are actually preaching to the converted. You preach to the converted And first. then get them into the church. So the biggest church are in Lagos. Right? Yes. And, and most of the people in that church have come from other churches. Exactly. Right? So they understand the gospel. They understand the... You're not trying the, to the, tell them to leave their idol. They already know Jesus. And yeah. it's, it's, it's easy so, for them. So you just innovate on your music. You innovate on your content. You innovate uh, on... Delivery. On the delivery or how big the church is or, or the community Design that you Design of your auditorium and all that. Yeah. So that's what you guys are doing. Exactly. Exactly, okay. 10 over 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you make that decision, uh, there are a few things I really want to understand about, about regulation because I've often asked um, people uh, in the banking industry in Nigeria, say, okay, why didn't you guys do product like Paystack or Flutterwave in the bank mm-hmm. uh, and be open about it and say, mm-hmm. this is our product that like Paystack by Union Bank, for example, yeah. and, and also that regulation, oh, regulation, okay, regulation prevents them from doing so. 
How did you guys get across that? How did you, wasn't there a regulation, a regulatory barrier for you to build another bank within a bank? There is and there will always be. Regulation doesn't drive innovation. It's the other way around. For example, today I'm not sure the CBN has extensive, and I stress that, framework on how to manage cryptocurrencies and blockchain and the rest of the newest of the new technologies. But they will catch up. So innovation drives, drags regulation behind it. And if you wait for it, it's not going to happen. So we had lots and lots of hurdles. And I will give you some examples. The practice has always been, if you want to open an account, you go visit a branch, fill some form, and then you sign it and you drop your, your utility document and somebody will stamp on it and say, I cited the original, sign and then put it. That's been a practice across all the banks. And we haven't really questioned why do we do that? When we des designed our, some of our um, iterations and say, we're going to let you take a picture of this, your utility bill in your app. Take a picture of it and submit in app. I don't need to come and see that it's your document. We face the hurdle of what will CBN say, what would the regulators do? And essentially, this, the regulators want evidence that you live where you say you live, right? And this is the evidence. We had another challenge, which was the practice has always been if you request for a debit card, you go to the branch where you requested for it. After a couple of days, let's say five or more, you go back to the branch. They will get their document, your card out. You will sign. Then you will go into another place and collect the default pin for that card. Then you go to your um, the ATM machine outside and change the pin to your pin, right? We said we don't have a branch. We we are an app only bank. How do people? How would people get their debit card? We said we deliver it to them. The challenge from control came. Are you going to also deliver their pin? Because if I'm deliver, I'm the delivery guy. I'm taking your card. I'm taking your pin to drop it at your place. What? Nothing stops me from stopping over, changing the card, and withdrawing all your money. We had to find a way around it. We are not going to give you any default pin. If you have my alert card and you have an alert app, you can't change my pin on your own app. So that takes away that. CBN regulation that that's reg, um, regulatory requirement that don't deliver card and, and pin together. There's no pin to deliver first of all. And then, even if you know my password and you can log into, if you have your own app rather and you want to log into and change my pin, it won't go. And you don't need an ATM machine to change it. So we had to build design around all the. So what we did essentially, there will be barriers from regulators. We just try to either jump the fence or walk around the fence, so design some things that won't offend them and delight the customer at the same time. That's sweet spot between regulation and helping the customer smile. Let's talk about the process and how they started. So the, the executive management says, okay, we want, to, we want to take this route to grow and it's going to be innovation and we think it's going to be digital. And you said before we came on here that the original idea wasn't even a lot. It was just, we want to grow this way, we want to do digital because there's no barrier to, to, to innovation and there is nobody has a monopoly of knowledge there. If we can throw the best brain into this, we come up with something. So they, so they drafted 13 of you, original pioneers, to go and lock you up in a room and say, okay, figure it out. Talk me through that process. What, what are the steps that you took? So this is a process in innovation and incubating mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it was more or less a task for us to say, okay, let's start with this smaller team. We're going to en enlarge the team later. But this first team from different backgrounds, because it's better when you have different experiences in the mix. So different people, different backgrounds. 13, there were 13 of us then. So move to a different location and say, you know what? This is how we want to compete. Go figure out exactly what it is. The how is known. The what was what we're looking for. Nobody knew exactly what it was. We had some faint ideas like, okay, we want to compete on technology and digital and innovation and all of those things. But exactly what it is was... What year was this? Um, 2016, towards the tail end of 2016. We actually resumed uh, the place on the 1st of August, 2016. And that's where it all started. So it was more... It was a little bit vague at the time we were starting. So it was lots and lots of um, customer research across the country, different places. And the surprising thing, customers will tell you, A, 
in Lekki and tell you B in Mushi and it was all crazy all over everywhere. So we had lots of traveling, field interviews, online research and surveys and a whole lot of those things. So eventually the idea started coming, becoming clearer and clearer. And different designs, product designs started to come up multiple multiple iterations at first for example at first we we wanted to create a sign up process the onboarding process to say just give me your facebook account and then i generate an account number for you just log in with your facebook and i give you an account number you want it you want it to be that simple we want it to be I, extremely I, I like simple. your thought process and your team's thought process about creating simplicity it's majorly countercultural in this especially for banks yes and for most product in Nigeria where people don't optimize for simplicity you go for the hardest way to get into into something whether it is getting your passport or getting your driver's license yeah. so or driving the harder, road, the the harder yeah it's just i don't know why i think something our culture but you guys were deliberately going for the simple approach the simple option yeah what actually inspired you or what actually um, made you guys to do that is it the culture of that team or something that you guys read about i'm sure you would have studied some digital books oh, as well certainly certainly team set up with very young people very very young people who are used to signing up on facebook in three simple steps used to signing up instagram is as easy as just blinking your eye so it was right there from the one that we we had some design principles that we agreed to and then had them boldly written all over the um office space don't, for example you don't ask a customer to provide the same data more than once if you can get it for the customer please get it, uh, it, it we had lots of um design principles agreements on f- upfront because the thing is uh, somehow our brain we have evolved to think that the more complex it is the better it is and that's just the opposite today bank opening the bank account in a traditional way you have to fill it, like six pages of um form and a whole lot of it had repeat you just repeating yourself you write your address two times sign two times sign write date five times and plenty other nonsense So from the day one it was clear to us that we wanted to do something really very simple and so we started out um trying to find that simple what simple means to the customer not just to us. So Facebook was one option we tried for the onboarding and um we went out to test a whole lot of people liked it but there was concern around how secure is it there was concern around my Facebook name is a nickname for example skin dudu black planet is my facebook <laughs> name so how do i open an account with it <laughs> we had to show that i uh, did other designs tried linkedin tried a couple of other places a few people are on linkedin as compared to facebook we also tried sim sim your mobile number and just give us your mobile number we use the detail you did um, sim registration okay that that, that 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 would be closer to real that was that was close to real the challenge tackles we are not budging ah you, know, you need the tackles to NCC, get access to yeah ncc regulation and all that so eventually we settled for nips the nigerian interbank settlement system who has a um, unique id unique number for everybody that has a bank account so it was the cleanest data we could find we decided to go better and so eventually we arrived at a six step process that gives you an account number in less than five minutes yeah it was quite revolutionary so you open an account in less than five minutes yes uh, it really by yourself really yourself anywhere um, but what do you need to to, to do that and you, you need to have a bvn which That's is it. Yeah. the nigerian um equivalent of um, I, I, unique maybe, id for maybe your, your social security number so you, you need to have that already yeah. so that means you have you've opened a bank account before yes for now okay so and then they can then download the app and seeing that um your BVN, BVN yeah. and all the step process and you get your bank account by within five minutes yes less than five minutes anywhere less than are. five minutes anywhere in the world anywhere you are that's super revolutionary thank in you. nigeria thank you Atlanta. how did that affect your existing business because it, they are still doing the six actually six, improved five days. Our, it actually improved our existing business you know it improved our existing business because a by a good byproduct of this um alert project was image cleansing for for Wema Bank you know whole lot of people didn't expect that something this good would come out of um 
Wema Bank. Yeah. You didn't expect, a lot of people didn't expect they would come from Wema Bank. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I was surprised that you guys are even thinking that. Oh, Jesus came from Nazareth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I think that's a very good way to, to look at it. Yeah, so, so. You, it, you're saying that it changed the way you also do things at Wema Bank. Yes, and it also changed the perception the customers, the average customer on the streets had of us. It's actually improved our business on the alert side of it and the, the entire business of the bank. The perception was becoming better. The customer base was becoming younger. P- people now feel good to go walk into a member bank branch and open their account or open an alert account and share the testimony on Twitter, on Instagram. And it's just, it just was good. It was Let's good. talk about numbers. Okay. Um, how many downloads do you have now how many people are now on your on your account what's the growth rate actually we do not count downloads because that would be vanity metrics yeah. okay. so we have about 380,000 accounts accounts since we launched since um may 2nd 2017 oh you launched okay you started this incubation process uh from 2016, 2016 and then may 2nd 2017 on the on the anniversary of Wema bank yeah and then you launched the, the hub yeah. and and that and from then till now when we are recording this in november mm-hmm. you had three hundred and eighty thousand eighty thousand unique accounts that probably wouldn't have gone to Wema bank and some of them are not even Wema bank before so they were new we have bank. less than 10%, less than 6% of, of, of that audience, uh, people who already had account. Oh, Wema Bank. Bank. Yeah. So Wema Bank in, in his own, uh, on his own, it's a public company, right? Yeah, public so trade. what was the number of accounts that Wema Bank had? So I just want to get it, the proportion of this alert adding to Wema Bank. Um, I might not be saying exactly, but it was a little over a million. A little over a million, mm-hmm. and then you had a three hundred thousand, just about three hundred thousand within a year and few months. Yeah, that's really big that's, growth for the that, bank. That's the power of technology, you know. The board and the shareholder must be really <laughs> over the moon. They must be having you guys, the thirteen guys, your plaque all over the branches. I will to, make sure they listen to this to, podcast to worship you guys <laughs> and say, "Look, look at the guys that actually." Because that's that's amazing. Yeah, it is. You you did. All 30% of the whole thing within... The traditional bank can only be open from 8 a.m. on Monday to 4 p.m. on Friday. What happens to... Let's take Monday, for example. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. What happens before 8 a.m.? What happens after 4 p.m.? And what happens on weekends? What happens on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? And, and that's just even the the acquisition. But you're looking at the cost for you for Wayne Bank to have that three hundred and eighty thousand or whatever three hundred over three hundred thousand mm-hmm. new users. They need to open a lot of banks. A lot and lot, lots and of lots of branches. And that's huge capex. Yes. But they did that with very minimal capex with thirteen guys locked up in the room with Pixar, yeah. and you got it done. I like the pizza parts, yeah. <laughs> So we just have one physical office where everybody today, just to point out today now we've outgrown 13, a whole lot of um, people have joined because the business is growing and we had to, we have to support it. But your printing expense is quite low compared to if you had had to start to build branches all over there. You have to get the land first of all. You have to get permission from the state to build. You have to get approval from your building structure. You have to buy diesel, buy generator. And today, all I need to do is create a new update, right? Send it to App Store and um, Play Store. Once they are approved, it becomes available to you anywhere you are, anytime you want to use it. So I don't have to have my bath and then start my car and drive to a bank when I could just be any, because I want to open an account, for example. People open, signed up on Facebook without ever going to Facebook office. Yeah. So let's talk about what a bank actually does. The alert does as against what Wema Bank does. I assume it's not all the, because banking is more than just putting your money there, savings, loans, credits, and, and other services that you have. There's nothing alert is doing that Wema Bank isn't doing. The way of doing that is what is different. And we, we're a software company per se that we, we see ourselves in alert as a technology uh, startup which means we know the concept of MVP, we know the concept of next release and all of those things. So we started out with just basically open, sign up, open an account, deposit money into the account through your card, s- send money into the account, we'll give you a debit card, we'll let you um, 
save for a target i want to travel to for, for vacation dubai will let you create a goal and we pay the highest interest which is 10 percent okay so when you started i remember that you you went heavy on that savings yeah. as as the product yes. you know, as the as what you want to use to draw people in so it, it, it was your beachhead basically. it was it was um and you said we're going to give you more interest than any other person why, why did you take that position the average interest you get when you save in a, a traditional Nigerian bank is 4.2%. Including Wema? Yes, including Wema Bank. It's 4.2%. So we said, we're going to give you 10%. Why are you getting that any from? amount you're going to save. Where are you getting that money from? For a period you like. It was good business for us because we're not running the high expense of a branch. With all those costs, like we can push it to customers again. So it, it was part of the reason why we're able to afford... Instead of paying you 4.2% and we can give, just go ahead and pay you 10%. But you have, um, before you came to the market, you have an existing business, uh, other, other businesses that are doing that, like Piggy Bank, uh, Cowdy Wise, and some other ones that are, that are using different um, investment mechanisms, um, tre- treasury bills. Yeah. Um, do you see that um, as a, as a competition to you on that level because you're proposing 10% and they are proposing more than that to some extent. Yes. So um, the competition is even beyond the people you've listed. The competition extends to those that still keep their money under their pillow. Yes. So we are fighting both the guys that are already formally banked and we are fighting for the formally banked and the unbanked. So they are part of our competition. But we are doing some things differently. There is a bank behind who we are. And if you have any doubt, you can just walk into a, a particular building. You know who we are. We've been in business for 73 years. That assurance that somebody could talk to is one of our biggest. Um, okay, so you're trying to play in both worlds. So we're startup, we're using technology, but we are also old school. Uh, if you have any issues with us, we've got this established. Exactly, business. exactly. So your MD must be a genius to some extent yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. Coming, for actually agreeing to all of this. So because I think there's a lot of, uh, nuances here. Um, uh, I can imagine the debate in the in the board. I can imagine talking about this to the shareholders and, and even existing uh, the banking culture. So let's talk about the culture, uh, the sharp difference between the the culture of Alat that you have now and the Wema Bank um, that is seventy three years old. Uh, and I really want us to explore this as a learning for people that want to innovate from within and the dilemma of innovation uh, uh, as uh, with, with an existing culture and what are the key things that you guys went through that you have to change and you have to learn as well. Building a startup inside a corporate is, is as hard as a cow passing through the eye of a needle. I say that because there, there will be, for you to achieve this, you need to actually empower people differently. You need to let people work in a certain way, not just by tool, but mindset and every other thing. There was this divide that, um, well, I, I would like to call it, there was this sharp difference in culture. Because when we started out, the parent bank, you had to resume with your white shirt or your sky blue shirt with your tie and a proper suit and all of this. And you're saying that you're setting some people aside to go somewhere and do some things and they can come in anyhow they like. Is that is that deliberate? Is, did I say, okay, deliberate. You guys can come in with jeans and T-shirt. If, if you like, don't even dress well. Just whatever, tie up a towel, anything. Just come to do your work. That sharp change was rather radical. Something as simple as if you like wear your suit, if you like, just wear a short yeah, I observed that when I came to your office, um, everybody was like dressing. Very so relaxed. There, there, there's a floor I went to that everybody looked like uh, customer service people. And then the other floor was yes, like exactly. tech developers. Exactly. And they were dressing like tech developers and stuff. Yes. It, that simple act of, okay, you guys go dress anyhow you like, but get this job done, caused some, you know, com, you know complaints. Uh, why would some people be dressing this way? Why are some people dressed this way? So there's usually a culture clash when you're starting to innovate inside this, um, a corporate. Another challenge with that is the people you're pulling out to, to do this challenge, you have to make sure you get the right set of people because cultures die hard. You have to get the right people with the right man's mindset. Another challenge you have to face if you're innovating inside a corporate is convicting, convincing the, the, the existing 
business that this is the right way to go. I say that because today there is nothing wrong with the existing business structure. It is still very profitable. It is the only one bringing in revenue. And you're saying you want to create a place where you spend money before they start bringing money. You have to convince the existing business that's, that's the right thing to do and there's a future to go. That's a very big one too. And um, it's difficult because it's like um, trying to, you don't know if this new one will make money and you're spending the money that this current one is making. You have to make sure, um, you have to do a lot of convincing there. Um, so also very challenging is the fact that you don't know if this will fail and if you will succeed. So it's, it's difficult. So how did you navigate all of that? Um, do you have like a, a champion uh, in your MD or in We actually level? have, an, in fact, for his, for, I truly believe it without any atom of doubt in my mind that we would have failed if we didn't have the executive management buy-in who constantly pitch and preach to other executive members and the board and the entire uh, workforce saying, see, this is the future, this is the right thing to do. We are committed to doing this. And not just saying it, chewing it. At the beginning, we usually have weekly or twice a month demo of whatever it is we are working on. To the executive team or to the, to the, the head office? The entire workforce. But how did, usually, how did that work? No, on, on teleconference? Or? No, 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 no. Physical location. So we, we can't bring everybody in. Mm. But it's specifically for the executive team. But if you are free, wherever you are, and you, you want to join, you can always come in. So the, on the demo is the app that you are building and what is happening? Yes. Even when we haven't started building the app, we, can, we were showing results of our surveys and our designs and that early. So there was when we call for this demo, these very busy executives always, always come. Sometimes twice a, a week, sometimes once a week, twice a month. So they were not just preaching that this is the right thing to do. They were showing it. And when you see that MD is always going dead, all the executive directors are going for the demo, you might want to just join on one evening. And then you, when you see the work being done, you start to get a little bit, oh, well, maybe, maybe you will work less, be watching. And from there, you get converted. So it was a very big one. And thank God we did that weekly or twice a month demo to the everybody. And it means that you guys have to always be on your tone, delivering new things. You every have to week. have somebody, you're, something you're showing next week. Yes. Even if it's a login button that you've completed, you have to show the flow of the login button. And actually do a physical demo where the, somebody will launch the app, click that login, and see that it worked or it didn't work. So it, it was a crazy period. I'm just looking for that uh, hurrah moment when you guys felt, yes, we've done something here. And this is quite unique and revolutionary. Or how the market received you. I just want to get that, that place where maybe the whole company stood up and clapped and said, this is great. That was May 2nd, 2017. That was the official launch. It was the happiest moment of my career so far. What happened? We had different people from the industry, banking industry, technology fields, and we had everybody from um, different people, different background, advertising, marketing, branding, designs, and gathered at the hotel, a second, and you were going to show them something, and it was supposed to work. Imagine if it didn't work. But you are practice and practice anyway. <laughs> it has been working the day before. It can work in, in, in your office and then on that fateful day and nothing happens. What is What does work mean? Somebody logged in and got a bank account. Yeah. And uh, not just you demoing it, but you're asking people to Yeah, you're asking account. people to do that right there. And then there was free Wi-Fi for people to download the app and um, sign up immediately. Some people actually timed it because we said it's going to happen less than five minutes. It was good that when it happened and you felt relieved. So tell me what happened. What happened was that actions that people wanted to do, download the app, launch, click, sign up, we were able to put this, put that, it was all accepting. And then, boom, you just see generating account number and in a few seconds, your account number just shows up on your dashboard. And then, yes. And then, okay, we told you that you can use your, any debit card, whether you have your HSBC card or any Nigerian bank card, Type in your details and from the card, and we charge the card and fund your account. And you try it; it worked. You can add a request for a free free card that will be delivered to you. And people clicked. Okay, there were three design card designs for you to choose from. People picked their their choice, made their choice, and then set their delivery address. It worked. 
That's great. I mean, it's like, I'm just imagining what happened. Somebody walked up to this thing and said, I want to show you the future of Wema Bank, the next 70 exactly. years, or the next 73 years. Exactly. And this is it. The, the population is, is younger, more aspirational, and they, are, and they live, they are digital native. And the bank of the future is going to be this for them. It was. And let me, let me introduce that to you. You, were, you just sounded as if you were the lunch. <laughs> And then when it was going, so, so everybody clapped and were happy about it. Yeah. But then there's still some question about, okay, is this going to be profitable? How do you, how do you grow it? So did, then you guys went into aggressive marketing, right? Sure, sure. Tell me, walk me through that acquisition process. What was the cost of acquiring users? Uh, what, what were the channels that you actually focused on in terms of acquiring those users? And what were the, uh, let, let's talk about that and I'll ask that question around okay. the challenges. So the channels, so we went heavy on having to tell people. It's not enough that you cook the best meal. Somebody has to know that you cook the best meal. So we went out to tell everybody that could listen. We had um, this thing pushed online, you know, targeted ad to people that fall under our um, audience. And then we had some campus tours because we know that that's where our future market lies. They might not have all the money today, but these guys are the ones that will easily embrace these. And then in the next few years, they will be the captains of industries and all of those things. So we went to campuses and um, the uh, acceptance was really very good, especially for the very young guys. So the guy who already lives on his smartphone it was easy to preach to him. Like you said, we're just preaching to the converted already, so it was easier. So we explored online targeted uh, digital marketing and the rest of them. We also did offline campus storms, NYSC camps, and um, some physical targeted, you know, selected physical location like malls and all of those things, and you set up. Set up because you need to talk to people. Set up because you also want to provide free Wi-Fi for people to download the app and then experience it. It was um, so we had to combine online and offline acquisitions and strategy, and it worked. At the peak of our promo days, at, at, when we were heavy on acquisition, we were running about three thousand plus accounts every day, and it was really good. And, and that's a big rate for most banks to be every having. bank. To be having three thousand plus new every, account every day. Every day, what was the cost of acquiring those users? Do you have a like aggregate that, aggregate that and know what was your, what's your CAC like? Sure, um, cost of acquisition. Then we always tracked it. It was less than a thousand. A thousand dollars. Naira, please. <laughs> a thousand naira, which is like um, three, three point something dollar, three point three or three point five dollars. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was less than a thousand naira because these guys had already heard about it. You didn't have to give them. So what we did that um, we had a referral program running before, uh, where if I ask you to sign up on alerts, use my referral code to sign up. Once you do that, I will be giving a five hundred naira. Oh, you are even giving, you are even using PayPal model. Yeah, so you're giving people five hundred naira for referring their family and friends. Yeah, because of course uh, it's cheaper than it's cheaper than employing the marketers, and it's cheaper than your one thousand naira cock. Right. Yes. No, the, the 1,000 naira was our more like our rating cost. Yeah, I know. Position. So if I get 500 naira and then the other person I'm referred to also get 500 naira. It well. gets um, rewarded in airtime or data. Oh, cool. So, so that, that's that's a good referral model. That's a good viral model. That so How did that work? How did that pan out? The reception was good. It was good because both ways were being rewarded. Both parties were being rewarded. I get something for referring you. You get something for signing up. It went viral, especially in, in schools. Is there a limit or I can refer no, to? No, you can refer as many as people many. as you get. So I can yeah. just refer 1,000 people. And, and you I get, get paid. It was good. So it, re, it was push, that was part of what pushed us to over 3,000 accounts a day. And it was good. And is that still going on? Yes, it's, it's still. Oh, great. So I want to also know about the lifetime value. So most of the people you're having looks to me like people that don't have a lot of money, okay? <laughs> so the account, the value of those customers. Um, so I think the underlying question is, is a lot profitable as a business unit on its own? As of today, no, because we already know that you will make profit in your first year. But as we speak, we're pushing $3 billion on, in customer deposit. Three billion naira. We're pushing three billion, yeah, or two point something the billion as we speak. Which um, let's look at an average uh, bank deposit with that three hundred thousand user. 
Well, plus or minus is a good one for us because our operating cost is quite low. Okay, cool. Relatively. What about uh, Warren Bank? I believe that the information is is in the open, right? Uh, what is the compared to Warren Bank? Is Warren Bank like ten billion um, under management or what? Or, or account? Oh, 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 the figure I called for you now mm. it's where we are at today. For Warren Bank. For a lot. For a lot. Yes. What about for Warren Bank? In the year hasn't ended. Is not. But the not previous year. Total deposit. Mm-hmm. I can pull that off now. Okay, right. But the profit was about um, little over, little less than three billion net profit. The net, net profit is about three billion. A, le- so a little a less little. than 10, three okay. billion. So, okay. So you look at GTB Bank. The deposit is about the profit is about hundreds of hundreds of billions. Mm-hmm. So the deposit will be far far more than that. They made over a hundred billion last year. Yeah. That's profit. Mm. Okay, so, um, but you guys are doing three billion within a year. What's the growth rate? Let's look at the trend. Okay, so just help us to be able to know how quickly are you hitting this pie and how big is the pie? We actually believe that the pie is very big. Starting off May twenty seventeen, May second twenty seventeen, we started off with zero customers. And we've grown to 380 today. So you, you're growing month to month. And, and the lifetime value of the customers, of course, because they are, most of them are young. So it's not going to be as big as the established bank. Exactly. And you're not, you're not doing credit. You're not, no, we, we lend doing cre- we, lending start, we started lending So now. you're doing almost everything that a normal bank is doing as well. Yes, and just taking it one step at a time. But mostly consumer, you're not doing business yet. For now. For now. Why, yeah. why is that? That's coming because um, we just launched... More or less, um, we call it a lot for business. A lot for business is um, the corporate internet banking for Wema Bank. So it has both um, um, web and app for Wema Bank, for the corporate. So they are being taken care of for now. What is unique that you are providing for businesses? And, and I want to qualify businesses here uh, as small medium enterprise businesses because I know banks in Nigeria don't look at those guys. They yeah. bank most or that hundred billion that we are quoting for those big banks, they're from your big boys like oil and gas, yeah. government and, and all those big people, institutions. Big institutions telcos and stuff. But a lot is coming across to me like the bank that everybody can relate to. So the way you innovate Especially for the young guys. For the young guys. So are you going to innovate for SMEs and startups? Yes, exactly. And we, we are looking at different things that we've we've identified so far by engaging them. Invoicing is a challenge. Yeah. Accounting is a challenge for the average small guy. He he can't afford to employ everybody and have a team of accounts departments and all of those things. So we are gathering do, those data, and we've spoken to a couple of them. Invoices is, is a challenge. Multiple payments is also a challenge. And but more importantly, their biggest challenge from what we've seen so far, and we're still talking to them. What we've seen so far is that they want to get paid as seamlessly as possible. But isn't that being solved by Paystack and Flutterwave? If you say solved. It means there's nothing to be done in that area again. And what we, the model we run today in Alat is more or less collaboration and not competition. We work with it likes of um, Flutterwave and Paystack and uh, InterSwitch and the rest of them. So we believe that collaboration is the, is the way to go. So currently you're engaging with small businesses sure. to find out key things their that pain is, points. their pain points and trying to innovate for that similar to how you're innovating exactly. for the consumer and, exactly. and you're going after a segment businesses that can that can get their data or engage online exactly so it's because an online bank exactly. so, so your mama put and surulere Yamala. Yamala will not be able to use that because she has cash and she sends somebody, uh, the bank comes to her and pick up her cash every day so she would be able to use that what right. we are trying to do because if she wants to do cash deposits, she can even send someone to a Wema Bank branch who also doubles as our shop or have someone pick it up. So it doesn't matter if she, she, she's, her business is online or not, but our ideal customers would have to be online, but she's not completely excluded. Right. So uh, I, I'm dwelling a bit about this growth aspect because, as you know, I do a lot of growth consulting for for businesses. Yeah. And I want to understand how you actually set up your growth um, channel. Which one are you optimizing for the most? I know it's going to be online. online, but out of that, what are what are the key areas you, you see more opportunities? Because you, you did this 300,000 within a very short time. I mean, the market must be huge, right? Yeah. But what 
Uh, and I want to understand the challenges that you're facing. You said your CAC is 1,000 Naira, um, but w- w- are you optimizing that uh, to maybe to reduce it or to go after unique, n- new unique ch- uh, channels for growth? So we, we completely believe that in the software concept of most, valuable, most viable product at the moment, then you do an upgrade and you do an upgrade. A whole lot of things we have today on a lot didn't start up with, um, on the first day. So we are gradually adding what, based on data, because um, everything we're trying to build on a lot is, is data-driven. We only trust God. Every other person must provide data. We are trying to gradually pull one by one what we think the customer needs the most before adding any other thing. And, and so that iterative process of understanding what the customer wants and use and build on that enables you to, to, to grow. Yes, exactly. And I think one of the core of my question is just to, because at some point, businesses we see, we get this aha moment. Say, this, this is it. This is the, this is the growth lever. This is, this this is, is the golden, yeah. This is what we can pull to get that growth. And it seems you've not gotten that yet. You're still trying to figure out a lot of channels and a lot of levers, right? Yeah. Okay, but you're on the way to get that kind of lever that you can pull to 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 grow from forty thousand to eighty one hundred thousand per per month. Yeah, we 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 are trying a couple of things. Like I said, we've done online. We're doing online. We're doing offline. Then we another channel we're looking at, which we already launched on a lot, is the USSD. Okay. Another channel we're using. So we can't exactly tell you that this is the only channel we're focusing, but we're getting those channels one step at a time. Like I said, it's data driven, and then it's, we, we try not to be everything to everybody at the same time. That's good. So recently we launched um, USSD code on Alert, which allows the guy who ordinarily wouldn't have used this um, Alert because he doesn't have a smartphone. Now you can dial a USSD code, star 945 hash, and then you get an account number. So you guys are innovating in banks and if you look at the fintech specs you see lots of innovation happening and banks are being attacked from different angles it's, it's a death by 1000 uh, uh, cuts so um you have approaching the consumer credit like pay later rent money mm. and 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 you have the likes of minds.io who are attacking it from uh, a more of uh, um, partnership and building an infrastructure for other organizations like telcos to be able to do um, a consumer credit you have the business credit like lydia yeah, and yeah. some other ones uh, that are doing that and um, and then you also have the payment um, enabling people to get paid um, which used to be bank or, or just exclusively bank. exclusive banks before now but now you have into switch which has pioneered that and you have flutter with and paystack mm-hmm. and then so in my opinion i think and i recently tweeted it that the future of digital bank in africa is not going to look like digital bank that you have in the uk or us okay you're not going to have monzo or n26 or, or yeah the kind of that, that's not the, the future of banking system that is uniquely placed to actually get more unbanked. How do you see a lot evolving? Into, and, and you've taken a position now on this digital bank, and I see it could be huge, but the, 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 the future is bigger than that. Where do you see yourself in there? What, what place do you see a lot in there? Because a lot can be replicated by Union Bank and, or, or, or Guaranteed Trust Bank to have their own. Uh, we actually expect them to. You expect them to. So w- I'm talking about the future, your place in this future, where, which is now more diverse than, than, than 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, so um, first of all, we expect, for the, for the sake of the consumer, we expect other banks and, and um, people that are not even banks, and I like the works um, couple of people like Paylita and the rest of them are doing. It's for the good of the in- industry. It's for the good of the consumer. There was a time we had only Nitel, right? As our telephone company, very few people had mobile lines. Today we had a whole lot of MTN, Airtel, Nine Mobile, and a couple of them. And it's better for the consumer, and more people are using telephone. So we want other people to also come into this space and let's grow this space together. Let's bake a bigger pie so that we can our cuts will be higher. If you have a hundred percent of five, it's five. But if you have a ten percent of two billion, it's quite a good. But it's a limit to the market, right? Okay, we have it's cross border. Everybody can go to App Store, Play Store. Yeah, but there's a limit to um, the number of people you can sign up to own a bank to 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 own bank account in Nigeria. If you're limited to Nigeria, yes. Okay, so you're looking beyond that. Yes. 
Okay. So the place of Alat, where we when I see Alat, and I, I think that's part of your question. Where do where's the place of Alat in the in the many competitions or different things happening? Or even the landscape totally, yeah. And because the bank of the future is not just going to be the way we see it now. It's exactly. Be totally evolved, right? Yes. So that's why we are uniquely positioned to say we don't know this future. We can't say we know this future. It's as random as anything. So we don't know this future. What we do not, what we know is that today we are trying to keep ourselves in a position where we, we can easily adapt. And that, that speaks to our enterprise agility, the ease and the speed with which you can react to changes in the, in, in the market and the customer needs. That's the only thing we call competitive ability, um, edge. It's great. It's great to have you here. I want to quickly finish off with a fire-down question that I normally ask my guests, and we can just do that. So what is your biggest business pinpoint at the moment? Getting the unbanked. Getting the bank, But you don't focus on them. They have to have... It's a market field again. Okay, so you have to change a few things in your process. Sure. Okay. And the work has already started. What is your number one growth metric? What do you look at to indicate that you're growing? Transaction. Transaction happening, not because just people signing up. If you open an account and you're not using it, you're not very useful to us. Right. But if you're act- actively using your account, we know you already have opened an account and then we have a relationship. Right. And and that's really, really um, might be harder because you have these people have an existing bank account. So they have to move money from their existing bank account or start using you for maybe salaries or something else. Yeah, and how, how buying you, their movie tickets. And how all do you optimize things. for? How do you move them into that? So I can see your, I can see your user journey is download, sign up, sign up and then activate. Mm-hmm. How do you move people from that sign up to, to activate? So we have a team um, responsible for customer lifestyle management, call them CLM. They track every point where a customer has stopped. Every customer journey is tracked. Okay, so there are some people who has just opened their account. They haven't funded it. You need to speak to them differently. There are some people who has funded their accounts. They have good money there, but they haven't done any transaction with you. You need to speak to them differently. So we monitor this customer's journey and try to gradually move them and not force them. That's good. That, that's really good to understand that funnel yes. and see where people are stuck in this in, in, in in part of the funnel and then try to move them along. Which book are you reading at the moment? Black, the Black Swan by uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb. I love him. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's such a great thinker. W- yeah. w- what's the Black Swan about? It's about that highly improbable event. It might happen. The chances of it of the event happening is very small that we tend to overlook it. Yet the impact when it happens is very huge. And it's giving examples of those kind of events uh, or, or how to make it happen. And, I've not read and how to prepare for the event. First of all, you actually need to know that this is a possibility. That goes even to banks, for example. When you're writing your your credit policy, banks tend to focus on the large mass, forgetting the edges. Those edges are events that have that could have very huge impacts, but because their chances of happening is very little, banks tend to ignore them. You need to factor in all those tiny events that they're very li- likely not to occur. But if they do, it could be a positive for you, but it could also be a negative. But you need to factor them in. Great. Which business is getting you excited at the moment apart from your business? I'm a diehard fan of Google. Google. Anything the Alphabet company is doing, I'm a big fan of it. Alphabet till I die. Why? I, I, I like their business model of um, being very open, being very transparent. And um, the fact that Google starts out giving you everything, almost everything for free. Initially. Yes, yeah. at least. And um, I like the fact that the, their mission is inspiring to me. Let's, let's uh, categorize, um, just gather all the world information in one place. And their mission is quite inspiring. Today, to and that's how I see it. After God, Google is the next all-knowing. <laughs> they know everything, right? Because everybody uses everything. this stuff. It's great to have you on the show, Namdi. I knew this is going to be interesting. I've, I've been fascinated a lot with what a lot um, and, and the way you guys plan. You executed a great coup. Thank you very much. And just having that inside knowledge about that coup is great. And I know a lot of people find this conversation interesting as well. Thank you. I enjoyed myself too. You're a good person. <laughs>
Building the Future Podcast Season 3 is brought to you in partnership with Flutterwave. Flutterwave's business is about connecting global businesses to Africa and building new businesses out of Africa through payment and technology. All opinions expressed by me and the podcast guests are solely ours and does not reflect the opinion of Flutterwave. To get started, go to flutterwave.com. You've been listening to Building the Future podcast by Dalton. These are the interviews with entrepreneurs that are playing a key part in shaping the African future. And you'll be able to hear all their stories. For more, sign up for the weekly newsletter at thestarter.com. Our revolution will be televised. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Before you go, I have a favor to ask you, and it will take 30 seconds of your time or less. It will mean a lot to me. If you like this podcast, you can easily let me know by going into iTunes, Teacher, SoundCloud, or wherever you download podcasts and subscribe. You can also go to our website, thestarter.com. That is T H E S T A R T A com and sign up for our newsletter it will be a huge favor to me and it's really simple and easy if you subscribe now it will help us a lot thanks